You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Even if the sun does not rise, God remains faithful. Even if the ground you are standing on caves in, God remains faithful. And you know, one of his names is Amen. That's one of his names. Why is he called the Amen? Because he's trustworthy. Glory to God. So, don't fix your eyes on your circumstances. Don't fix your eyes on your situation. Fix your eyes on the Lord. Because he is the one that is faithful. He's the one that has all power. He's the one that has all knowledge. Come on. Yeah. He knows you. In fact, he knew you before you were conceived. And he knows you to the very end. He knows everything about you. He knows how many strands of hair you have, you have on your head. Glory to God. He knows every cell in your body. He knows it all. <laughs> he is faithful. I would rather serve this kind of God than a God that is not sure of his left from his right. Not sure where he's going, whether he's coming or going. No, no, no. This God is the real deal. So tonight I want to share with you about your father, your God. This God is a God of compassion. I want to share with you about his compassionate nature. The God of compassion. It's good for you to study God because when you study God, you can understand you. Are you getting my point? Why? Because you were made in his image after his likeness. So when you study God, you can have an idea of who you are because your identity emanates from him. He is the source of your entire being. He is the source of who you are. And you know, like they say, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Glory to God. So, if God has a compassionate nature, guess what? You also have it. If God can be compassionate, you can be compassionate. All right? So why don't we pray? Just, just stretch your hands to me and let us talk to God. Father, we thank you. We glorify you. Once again, what an honor, what a privilege to come before you and to feast upon your word. Your word is spirit and is life. And I ask, oh God, that your word will come with clarity tonight. Let it not just 
challenge us, let it not just inform us, but let it transform us in the name of Jesus. Let your word make us who we are supposed to be. Let your word impart to us that which is missing in our lives and in our hearts. Every quality that is lacking, my God, let your word, which is the incorruptible seed, birth those things into our lives. Thank you, Father. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Jesus is Lord. Turn with me to the book of Exodus, chapter 33. You remember the story. Moses, a great man. There has not been a prophet like him. After Moses, the only prophet that came at that level was Jesus. After Moses, there were other prophets that came, but none of them operated like Moses. Okay? There, there was no other prophet that knew God the way Moses knew God. No other prophet could bring the people to the place where they can encounter God like they did during the time of Moses. Only Jesus was able to do that. So, make no mistake about it, this man was great. <laughs> this man, Moses, was great. To tell you how great he was, he is the one that told us about the creation, even though he was not there. Come on. Yeah. He was the one that wrote the book of Genesis. Isn't it interesting? Do you know that the book of Genesis, Genesis was a revelation. The book itself was a revelation. Yeah. Because how did Moses know in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth? On the first day, this is what he did. On the second day, this is what he did. On the third day, on the fourth day, on the fifth day. Huh? How did he know? Was he there? It was by revelation. Yeah, it was by revelation. So, in other words, you can say the Bible begins with a revelation and ends with a revelation. Glory to God. Yeah, it starts with a revelation. Genesis, the book of Genesis came by revelation, and then it closes. The apostle John closes the book with a revelation. Amazing. But so... Moses was not just like any other prophet. That's why when Aaron and Miriam were trying to equalize, and they were saying, oh, well, there are other prophets. We are also prophets. We also hear God. We also can prophesy. Moses, you are taking too much unto yourself. 
God says, you guys are missing the point here. Let's meet. Let's have a board meeting. Okay? Aaron, Miriam, they're brother and sister. In fact, the three of them, they're all siblings. Moses was the youngest of them. (laughs) So, Aaron, yes, sir, step forward. Miriam, yes, sir, step forward. This is God talking. He says, if there is a prophet among you, I reveal myself, I make myself known to him in a dream or in a vision. He says, but with Moses, Moses is more than a prophet. That's what God was trying to tell them. Moses is higher, it's of a higher rank than you in the spirit. So the fact that you can prophesy and Moses can prophesy does not mean you can say what God did from the beginning. You get my point? Yeah, so God was saying, were you not afraid of my relationship with Moses? That you will talk like this about him. So, um, Miriam, okay, prophetess that sees visions and prophesies. You're going to be leprous. Immediately, she went pale. <laughs> Leprosy came over her. And Moses has to start pleading with God, please, please don't do this. God. <laughs> now, what if Moses didn't have a heart of compassion? If Moses were like some of us who say, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Serves her right. Um, yeah. Now they will know. They will know that we're not in the same class. Hmm? They will know who I am. They will know that because we sit together does not mean. God, please teach them a lesson. But Moses was not like that. No wonder he could walk. No wonder God could walk with him like that because of the kind of heart he had. God cannot trust everyone with that kind of relationship. I'm telling you. God cannot. Not everyone can handle that level of relationship with God. But Moses could. That's why he could even write about himself that there was no man on earth as meek as himself. And there's no contestation. But if I am to make that kind of statement today, oh my Lord, I'll be in trouble, right? Yeah. So what am I saying? I, I just want you to see who Moses, the kind of man he was. So God, because of Moses' intercession, God says, okay, fine, Moses, because of the kind of relationship we have, I'm going to listen to you. But let her carry it for seven days. So that she wouldn't, for the rest of her life, she wouldn't, she wouldn't forget that experience. 
and she will learn to honor dignitaries in the spirit. And as for you, Aaron, you are just fortunate that you are a priest, a high priest. So because of my honor and my respect for that office, I will not touch you. But you don't deserve to live. <laughs> Hallelujah. Sometimes people confuse God's other qualities because God is a loving God. He's a compassionate God. They confuse, they confuse the whole thing. I remember some, some guys when we were in Cape Town, you know, uh, they, 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 they left the church because I would not agree with them that hell is not a temporary place. That's, in other words, God will take people to hell, but after some time he will take them out and then take them to heaven. That was what they believed. And I said, no, it's, it's not like that. And of course, I know where they got that teaching from. You know? Yeah. They got it from some smart people. So they said, no, no, no. It's impossible. How can a God that is love send someone to hell? The truth is that God didn't send anybody to hell. People chose go to hell. It wasn't God that made the choice for them. You see? So God is not going to violate their choices. One thing God has given you is a free will. He will not take it away from you. Whatever you choose, He will give it to you. Alright? So Aaron learned a lesson that day. God says, my relationship with Moses is like a man speaks to his friend face to face. I don't need to use riddles when I speak to Moses. All right? He says, in other words, with you, prophets, I use parables. I use riddles and so on. But Moses beholds the similitude of God. All right? So he, he, our relationship is not the same. So don't confuse matters. Come on, tell someone they don't confuse matters. Don't Yeah. And we're in a generation today that people confuse matters all the time. But God is going to sort all those things out. Don't worry. Amen? So it is this Moses that is now talking to God. And he says to God, if I have found favor in your sight, show me your glory. Now, the question you ask, you, you need to ask yourself is that prior to this time, is it that Moses has not seen the glory of God? Because the same God that says, we talk face to face, as a man speaks to his friend, that's the kind of relationship I have with Moses. But guess what? There was something God was still keeping from Moses because Jesus had not yet come. So Moses was trying to go deeper. He has gone deep enough to see Genesis, huh? to see Abraham, to see Isaac, to see Jacob, to see Joseph. Come on. These are all things that Moses wrote and told us, and yet nobody taught him those things. 
by revelation. So, in Exodus 33, verse 13, he says, Now therefore I pray, if I have found grace in your sight, show me now your way that I may know and that I may find grace in your sight. And consider this nation is your people. And he said, my presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Then he said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. <laughs> this guy was addicted to God's presence. For how then will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your sight, except you go with us? So we shall be separate your people and I, from all the people who are upon the face of the earth. So the Lord said to Moses, I will also do this thing that you have spoken, for you have found grace in my sight. And I know you by name. And he said, please show me your glory. <laughs> that is the point. Please, Lord. Okay, okay, okay. This cloud that keeps covering your face. I want, just take it off. Let me see. All right? And then what happens? Verse 19. The Lord says to him, I will make all my goodness pass before you. All right? Now God is answering his prayer. Show me your glory. Okay? He's, I will do this thing you've asked. And he's answering his prayer. I want to show you my glory. Okay? I want to show you my glory. Then he says, I will make all my goodness pass before you. And I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious. And I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. But he said, you cannot see my face, for no man shall see me and live. Like I said, this was made before Jesus came. And God was saying to Moses, because God knew. Moses said, show me your glory. And God knew exactly what Moses was asking for. He wanted to see his face. You know? He wants to see the texture. Come on. He wants to God is saying no you can't but the ingredients that make me who I am hallelujah <laughs> I'm just, for lack of better word I'm using the word ingredient alright the substance the real essence of who I am I'm going to allow to pass before you. Glory to God. Yeah. So he says, I will make all my goodness pass before you. So in other words, God is, is, is going to stand and he says, I'll, I'll put you on the um, cliff of a rock and then I'm going to walk past you. But then I will allow you to see my goodness. So God's goodness manifested before Moses. I don't know what it looked like. 
Hallelujah. So this is something that, that is the core, the very core of who God is. Goodness. Somebody say goodness. goodness. Hallelujah. God is good. He's a good God. Your father is a good God. That's why the Bible says every good and perfect gift is from above, from the father of lights with whom there is no variation, no variableness, no shadow of turning. He is good to all. That's his nature. That's who he is. He cannot help it. Hallelujah. He says, I'll make my goodness pass before you. And I will proclaim the name of the Lord. It's all part of him. That's the essence of his being. All right? And then he says, I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious. So he's a God of grace. All part of him. That's who your father is. So if your father is good, guess what? You can be good as well. If your father is gracious, you can be gracious as well. Amen. Amen. Yes. So he says to Moses, I'll let my, I will proclaim my name. And then I will have compassion. So you see, that's the point I want to pick up from there. Compassion is part of who he is. So part of revealing himself to Moses, part of answering the prayer of Moses is to show Moses his compassion. God of mercy. That is my father. Unchanging God. Hallelujah. That is who you are. Then verse 21, the Lord said, Here is a place by me. You shall stand on the rock. So it shall be while my glory passes by. That I will put you in the cleft of the rock and will cover you with my hand while I pass by. Then I will take away my hand and you shall see my back, but my face shall not be seen. So at this time, Moses saw his back. And many scholars believe that this was the time that Moses saw Genesis. Because God is passing. So he sees the back. He sees the past of what God has done. Hallelujah. That's why it's good to seek the face of God. Then you see other things. That you did not ask for. Otherwise, how are, we, how are we going to know? How are we going to know about Abraham? How are we even going to know about Cain and Abel? You know, 
those brothers, how are we going to know about the temptation of Adam and Eve and, and the serpent? How are we going to know? Thank God. Somebody say, thank God for Moses. Yeah. How, how are we going to know? How would we have known the origin of marriage? Thank God for Moses. But all that revelation was a product of his relationship with God. That's why I continue to say the ultimate achievement is for you to know your God. To be like Him. That's, that beats every other thing. Because when you know God, not about him, but know him. When you know him, this is what it does to you. Hallelujah. So compassion. Somebody say compassion. compassion. Yeah, compassion is part of, uh, of, of God. That's, that's, that's his being. That's, that's part of his essence. That's, that's his nature. That is character. That's... That's who he is. So, many people confuse compassion with mercy or compassion with grace. It's not the same. The word grace, Although it has several definitions, but one of the simplest and the most common you hear is unmerited favor. How many people have heard that? Yeah. yeah, unmerited favor. So in other words, when God is operating as a God of grace, He gives you what you don't deserve. How many people have received something you don't deserve lately? You've experienced something, you didn't deserve it, but you just got it. That's grace in action. That's the grace of God. But that's not the only aspect about God. Amen? He's also a God of mercy. And I've said it before, mercy is different from grace in, in a sense that mercy has to do with uh, withholding of punishment. So, for instance, you've done something wrong. And you deserve a particular level of punishment. So when there is mercy, okay, when there is mercy, if, let's say you go to court and the judge has to, um, he has to declare, you know, you've, they've, they've, the trial has, has um, he has listened to both parties and he has made a decision. All right? And now he has decided, okay, I'm going to, to uh, pass a sentence. Okay? And, and now, let's say that crime requires 25 years in prison. And the judge now decides. Because the judge has absolute discretion. <laughs> Obviously, a higher court can challenge the decision of that judge if there is a higher court. But the point is that that judge sitting there can make a decision. And whatever he decides is final. 
Am I correct? Yeah. Lawyers in the house? All right. So if you are supposed to have 25 years and the judge decides to say, um, okay, because of this and because of that, whatever it is, the judge decides to be lenient with you. And then the judge now says that instead of 25 years, okay, you are going to serve 10 years. But this 10 years, part of it is going to be community service, and part of it will be what, 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 what? Huh? So winning. Okay. <laughs> part of it will be so winning. <laughs> yeah. So if the judge passes that, you know what? The judge has not compromised. The judge has uh, meted out justice, but with mercy. Do you get my point? So mercy has to do with you not getting what you deserve. How many people don't? How many people would can do with some mercy? Yes, because. Uh, Lamentations 3, I think it's, is it 22 or so, where he says, it's because of his mercies that we are not consumed. We are supposed to have been consumed. You should have been finished. So thank God for his mercy. It's because of his mercies that you are still around. Touch your neighbor, say. Did you hear that? Yeah. It's because of his mercies. That you are not consumed. Yeah. So mercy is different from grace. Although they are two sides of the same coin, but they're different. But compassion is different. It's different from grace and it's different from mercy. These are all products of the love of God. <laughs> because God is love. How many people know that? Yeah. So, but God is love, but God is also just. So, He will never be unjust. Or else, He will fail to be Himself. He would rather self-destruct. <laughs> but it's not possible. It's like saying God should lie. It's, it's, it's not, he doesn't have... He doesn't have it within him. He doesn't, he can't do it. Not that, he, you know, if he says something, it's, it has to be. Like uh, a flying table. Then the table has to start flying because, so that God is not a liar. Do you get my point? Yeah. So he has that kind of power that whenever he says something, it has to be. Because he's God. Unlike you, you promise. Yeah, and we're still waiting. For the past two years for that promise. Come on. Yeah. But God is not like that when he says something. Because when you hear God is not a man that he should lie, you think that, oh God, you know, he's always guarding himself. So that he doesn't tell something that is not true. No, no, he doesn't have what it he doesn't have it within himself to, to lie. He's not like man. Man can say something and not mean it. But when God says something, he means it. 
So part of His mercy um, towards us is that He gives us His messengers to speak on His behalf. It's actually a demonstration of His mercy. Because there are things that if God will speak directly to you, once He speaks it, it cannot change. So to protect you, He decides, instead of speaking to you, He'll send a prophet. Glory to God. That's why when He told Moses, Moses, you're not going to enter the land. Moses tried to use the leverage of his relationship with God to negotiate. God says, don't talk to me about this thing again. It's sorted. God has spoken. So he spoke directly to Moses. He didn't speak through a prophet. He spoke directly. So because of that, it could not change. That's why when he says, let there be light, light has to, from anywhere, come out. It has to be. Because he cannot lie. Are you getting my point? Yeah. But then, if you look at the case when he sent uh, uh, the prophet to Hezekiah. Go put your house in order. You are about to die. First of all, how many people have the privilege of being told? Huh? Get, put your house in order. You are about to die. How many people have that privilege? Do you get my point? So, as the prophet is walking and he's, he's leaving the courts of the palace, the king turns, faces the wall and starts weeping and begins to bring out <laughs> certain things. He used, his, he used his knowledge of God and the, 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 the knowledge of how to negotiate with God. And he negotiated with God. He says, look at all that I've done. For which of these things am I going to die now? The prophet has not yet left. He's still walking. Maybe he's busy greeting. You know, he greets the PA. Then he greets uh, the minister of finance. Then he greets this one. He's still busy greeting in the palace. Before he gets out of the palace, the Holy Spirit, God says to him, go back. Tell him I've given him 15 extra years. Do you know why that could happen? Because God didn't say directly to the king. If God had said it, that would have been it. It's signed, sealed, and delivered. So sometimes it's by mercy. Hallelujah. It's because of his mercy. Huh? That he will send someone or, you know, send a dream or whatever. You know, it's his mercy. Do you understand your father, how he is? I'm trying to help you. So that when you worship him, you know who you are worshiping. Glory to God. That's the kind of God that we serve. Powerful. Glorious. So, but then compassion, the word compassion is from two Latin words, come and pity. All right? Come means with. 
And it means to suffer with. Glory to God. So when he says he's compassionate, he's a God of compassion, he has the capacity to suffer with you. Glory to God. That is an amazing quality. Isn't it? That he has the capacity. You're going through stuff. You think nobody understands. You know, you're, you, you know you've been there, right? I don't know if it's only me. But you just feel, no, this thing, God, you don't really understand. I mean, you are there in heaven. And I'm here. I'm the one going through this stuff. But his compassionate nature has equipped him with the ability to suffer with you. Hallelujah. And that's why he sent Jesus. <laughs> so Jesus could come and be tempted at all points like you and I and yet without sin. And then he now goes to the Father as your intercessor. And he's interceding for you. And he's saying, Father, please forgive them. I've been there. I know what it is like. Amen? Amen. So, God, your Father, is a God full of compassion. He's a God of mercy. He's a God full of compassion. So part of who he is, is that he can get into your situation and feel what you feel. And then not only feel it, he does something about it. Amen. That's compassion. That's how Jesus operated. That's why Jesus could stop and look and then be moved. And when he begins to move in compassion, that is when. You see, compassion is linked to the glory of God. Are you following me? Because when Moses asks, show me your glory, God is saying, compassion. <laughs> you see? Yeah. So if you're going to operate in the supernatural, if you're going to move in the glory, if you're going to operate in the glory, the realms of glory, and the realm of glory is the unlimited realm. Glory... In the glory of God, anything can happen. Anything can happen. That's why Jesus could feed, you know, multitudes. When he's moved with compassion, the glory is released. And then, it doesn't matter if you, you don't have that kind of anointing, but if you have the compassion, the glory can bring whatever miracle is required. Are you getting my point? That's why we need to be more compassionate. We, want, we need to become like our Heavenly Father. Compassionate. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God of mercy and compassion. Yes, I want to be like Him. I don't know about you, but I want to be like Him. So, you need to have the ability to feel with people when they are weak. All right? Don't celebrate people's downfall. 
It's a wicked heart. It is, it is not okay. I've, I've, I shared with you with, about Moses. Imagine God says to Moses, Moses, these people are stiff-necked people. Let me kill all of them. And I'm going to start a new. I'm going to start a new nation with you. So, in other words, all the six million Jews that came out, I'm going to wipe them all out. Moses, you are going to be my man. And guess what? Moses said, "God, you can't do that." <laughs> What's he doing? Compassionate. Hallelujah. He's compassionate. Then he starts praying for them. He says, look, if you do this, people are going to say, you brought them out, but because you could not take them in, that's why you kill them, to make it easier for you. And you know that God didn't say to Moses, you're lying. God saw that. No, Moses, what you are saying is true. He said, okay, I'm not going to kill them anymore. And the same people are the ones that hindered Moses from getting into the land. Interesting, right? Glory to God. Look at Psalm 145 and read, read in verse, from verse 8. It says, The Lord is gracious and what? Full of compassion, slow to anger, and great in mercy. That's, that's your father. Say, that's my father. Yeah. He is gracious. And he is full of compassion. In other words, he is full of the ability to feel what you are feeling. To suffer with you. Hallelujah. Yes. So that's why when somebody, when there is weakness in, even in relationships, even in your relationships, you need to operate in compassion. You need to operate in compassion in your relationships. Why? Because sometimes your, your friend might not have the understanding you have. And you need to be able, you need to be able to say, even though she doesn't understand. You need to be able to feel the weakness of that person that has come as a result of ignorance. Then deal with the person according to that knowledge, according to that understanding. You get my point? Yeah. You see that in First Peter chapter 3. Peter was talking, although he was talking about, he was talking, talking about marriage, you know, husbands, wives, what, what, what. And, but then he, 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 he sums it up. Look at, let's look at that place quickly in closing. First Peter, chapter 3, verse 8, yes. He says, finally, all of you be of one mind, having compassion for one another. Can you see as a church, we need to be of one mind, having what? Compassion. compassion one for another. If you have compassion for someone, then you will, you will care for that person. You will pay attention 
to what that person is going through. Compassion for one another. And then love as brothers. Be tender-hearted and courteous. Right? Not returning evil for evil. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. So compassion enables you to manage relationships with people that don't have the understanding that you have that don't have the same perspective as you. If you have a compassionate heart, you will deal with those people according to knowledge. In the prior verses, it says, Husbands, deal with your wives, you know, um, as unto weaker vessels. Deal with her according to knowledge, knowing that she's a weaker vessel. You know, why? So that your prayers be not hindered. So he's, it, it's, it's all part of it's all part of compassion. So when we relate, be careful not to become proud because you know certain things and the other person doesn't know what you know. Then you use your knowledge to now oppress the person. That's how the world operates. But in God's house and in God's kingdom, we don't operate like that. Hallelujah. If I know something, I share the knowledge with you so that we can end up all knowing. Isn't it? If I understand something, I share it with you. I can see, oh, this person is operating like, oh, no, you don't understand. You don't understand. Okay, okay. And I'll begin to take steps to help you to come to the place of understanding. Tender-hearted means your heart is not hard. Okay? Don't be hard in your heart because God is not like that. Your father is not like that. He didn't make you like that. That quality came from somewhere else. It's not part of your DNA. Part of your DNA is that you are compassionate. Hallelujah. Say, I'm compassionate. Yes. I'm not hard-hearted. Learn. To be like your father. And you will see the supernatural break forth in your life in ways that will surprise you. You know that some prayers you pray, maybe they've not been answered because of your lack of compassion. Yeah. Glory to God. Let's take a moment. I want you to talk to the Lord. Just tell the Lord, Lord, I want to be like you. Help me to develop a heart of compassion. I want to be like you, a God of compassion. Even when people are weak, that I can still be compassionate towards them. Because I also have my own weaknesses. I might not be strong in other areas. Maybe I'm strong in one area, but in the other area, I'm weak. And maybe this other person is weak where I'm strong. But the person is probably strong where I'm weak. 
So help me to be compassionate at all times. Help me. I want to be like you, Lord. Come on, talk to the Lord. Pray. Yes, Lord. Jesus. Yes. I want to be more like you. I want to be a vessel you can use. I want to be more like you. Sing for the times I have failed to show compassion. I believe that every one of us has been given ample opportunities to be compassionate towards people. Lord my God, help me. Forgive me. Come on, ask the Lord to forgive you. Yes. He's the one that says, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Mighty God, forgive us. Have mercy upon us. Lord, my God. Mighty God. Especially in the area of compassion where we have failed forgive us oh God forgive us have mercy mighty God thank you Lord thank you Lord now you're going to pray you ask the Lord tell the Lord Lord let your compassion flow out of my life use my life Use my life as an expression of your compassion. Use my life to touch somebody's life. Use my life to demonstrate your compassion. Come on, just pray. Ask it. Lord, my God, let my life, let my life be an instrument of your compassion. Come on, talk to him, talk to him. 
I believe God is doing something in our hearts. Take away that hardness in our hearts, oh God. Mighty God. Yes. Yes, my God. Thank you, Lord. Lord, my God, I pray for your people. Let your compassion flow. Just like you are full of compassion, we want to be full of compassion as well. We want to be gracious and full of compassion. Full of compassion for those that are going astray. Full of compassion for the weak. Full of compassion, oh God. Even for the lost. Full of compassion for those who are suffering. Full of compassion. Cause us, oh God, to begin to respond with compassion. Thank you, Lord. Do a work in us. Heal us of every hardness of heart. Deliver us of every hardness, oh God. Every hardness. Give us a tender heart. Let our hearts be tender towards you. Let our hearts be pliable in your hands. Let our hands, oh, let our hearts, oh God. Let our hearts be synchronized with your heart. So that we will feel what you feel. And we will respond the way you respond. Mighty God. Deliver us from every callousness that, that has crept in. Either through religion or self-righteousness. And, and all those things that the enemy has sown. Lord my God. Deliver us from them. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Thank you Father. That even where we are strong. That our strength will not be, become an occasion for pride. But Lord God, let our strength be entry points for your mercy and for your compassion and for your grace. Where we are strong, enable us, oh God, to be more gracious to those who are weak. Help us, oh Father, mighty God. I pray I come against every spirit, every critical spirit, every spirit of self-righteousness. Lord God, every spirit of spiritual pride, I bind that spirit. I see you. You have no place here. Get out in the name of Jesus. Get out right now. In the name of Jesus, I release the heart of the Father. Let the heart of the Father be imposed over your heart. In the name of Jesus, that you will see like God sees. You will hear like God hears. You will speak like God speaks. You will respond like God responds. In the name of Jesus. Starting from your home. Starting from your relationships. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. I give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name. 
Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. 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 I want us to pray. Come on. How many people have been hearing about this King virus? Huh? <laughs> it's a King virus, right? Corona, the crown. <laughs> Oh, you didn't know. All right. Now you know. Yeah, we're just going to pray. Listen, it's not coming to you. Did you hear me? I say, it is not your portion. Hallelujah. There is what is known as supernatural immunity. I release that over your life in the name of Jesus. Yes, Psalm 91 makes you immune to this virus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Say coronavirus. You cannot touch me. Because the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. You virus that brings death if you come near me, you, come near me you, will die. you will die in the name of Jesus, name of Jesus. You, will you will die in the name of Jesus, name of Jesus. we command, we command. A, stop a stop to your influence, to your influence. in the name of Jesus, name of Jesus. To, your spread. to your spread in the name of Jesus, name of Jesus. I stand as a king I stand as a king and as, a priest, and as a priest in God's kingdom, in God's kingdom. And, I exercise and I exercise my authority, my authority. in the name of Jesus, name of Jesus. You, will not come near you will not come near my jurisdiction, my jurisdiction. in the name of Jesus, name of Jesus. I, position I position the angels of God, the, angels of God. the fire of God, the fire of God. and the glory of God around me around my vicinity in the name of Jesus every virus every disease every germ that comes near comes near me comes near my home comes near my family will die instantly in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus. Jesus. In the, name of Jesus. the Bible says, the Bible says that, the power that the power of life and death, life and death is, in is in the tongue. And those that use it, that use it shall, it eat the fruit thereof. shall eat the fruit thereof. I use the power, I use the power that, has that has been vested upon me. In my body, in the name of Jesus, I speak health, I speak wholeness, in the name of Jesus. Sickness, diseases, viruses have no place in my body, no place in my home, no place in my family, in the name of Jesus. Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I speak death. 
to every virus. I speak death to every germ. I speak death to every disease in the name of Jesus. I receive life. The life of God is in me in the name of Jesus. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus is operating in my body in the name of Jesus from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet I declare healing health wholeness in the name of Jesus every organ in my body that is not functioning properly I command to be made whole right now in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus weakness get out of my body in the name of Jesus affliction get out of my body in the name of Jesus my mind is sound because I have the mind of Christ mental diseases mental illnesses have no place in my mind in the name of Jesus my blood pressure functions perfectly in the name of Jesus hallelujah in the name of Jesus thank you Lord all my organs are working well my kidneys are working well my lungs are working well my heart works well in the name of Jesus all my systems all the systems in my body function properly according to the order of creation in the name of Jesus thank you Lord we give you glory we give you praise in Jesus name amen glory to God This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.